0: Hello everybody and welcome to the show. Two Temples is a podcast where I, Sheikam Richka, talk to real people about real psychedelic experiences. We discuss how these experiences have helped us learn lessons and overcome personal issues. My goal is to help end the stigma surrounding psychedelics. You can help by sharing this podcast with your friends and on social media. I believe we can undo the decades of lies about psychedelics and expose the healing potential by sharing story after story until the truth is undeniable. This is the final episode with Katherine Kelly. I really enjoyed talking with her, and I hope you enjoyed listening to her conversation. If you haven't listened to part one and two, make sure to check those out first and to subscribe to the show to hear more. Thanks again to Catherine for opening up and sharing your experiences. If you have a comment or anything you'd like to share on the podcast, please email me at two podcast at gmail.com. Thanks and enjoy. Have you found any help through any psychedelics? Like, have you tried
1: MDMA or? um... Well, but certainly the ayahuasca helped. Yeah, you know, fantastically. Um, absolutely. And um, and mushrooms continue to work.
0: Yeah, but, but you I haven't mean, tried MDMA or?
1: Um, no. No. Okay. It just it hasn't crossed my path. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, and it um, doesn't help that it's illegal and all that sort of stuff. It's not right.
1: And and not that I maybe couldn't go out and find it, but then now I have to know what's in it. There's certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly lots of situations where you can buy it and they'll have no MDA in it <laughs> yeah you know? well, like yeah you're buying Molly at a rave and you're really not actually getting MDMA yeah so. that's
0: the one thing that sort of keeps my backbone strong when I say that all drugs should be legal um, just that people are doing the drugs anyway and it would be better that there was a safe source to get clean drugs instead of kids dying from fentanyl or overdosing because they didn't know that it was cut with something else. Or, you know, it's just like a lot of the problems that happen are because people are getting something different than they thought, like getting, um, uh, N B O M E. I think that's what it's called. Um, tabs instead of like LSD tabs. Right. Like, it's just, it just sucks that there's that worry, you know?
1: Right. And it is a it is a valid concern, you know? Definitely. 100%. The thing is, and the, the thing is, test with, your drugs. With, with, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of drug testing your own drug. Mm-hmm. But also, um, I feel a downfall with psychedelics in our current, and you know, certainly Canada's pretty similar in its. Medical leanings as the U.S., but I think pharmaceutical companies are just—they're not interested in supporting something that they can't make money off of.
0: Yeah. So legal, the... can,
1: legal cannabis is already, you know, infringing on antidepressants, on pain medications, mm-hmm. and um, I, I think it does not help. That in our allopathic medical system, that it it doesn't seem to see that there's room for other things. And if other things make you better, you know, if I can't sell you five years of antidepressants, you know, or 10 years or the rest of your life of antidepressants, (laughs) then I'm not real interested in mushrooms or ayahuasca being legal for you to use. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: This sort of goes so back, to, goes the back like to the profit thing, like we are talking about.
1: Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I, that's why I applaud the Canadian system for at least allowing um, that to happen. Now, I don't know. You can maybe tell me when they do uh, psilocybin therapy, are they using natural mushrooms or. Um, have they made some kind of uh, synthetic version? Well, they, I know that they've been in the works for a while.
0: I know that like the 4-ACO DMT exists, but I think, at least for the beginning of unrolling this whole therapy, I think it is the natural medicine. Um, but I've definitely seen different... I don't want to say big pharma, but that sort of vibey company um, with these, you know, ideas of, oh, taking the trip out of psychedelics so that it's just like you pop a pill and then, you know, that sort of stuff. Right. I just I don't see that working because it's, it's that hard lesson of the entity kicking you in the ass saying, you got to look at this. And right. with, without that, I don't think... It flips the switch mentally, you know, or emotionally or physically. Um, But I don't know. I guess we'll see. Time will tell what technology does. But That's true. I think you need the trip. I think
1: you need the trip. (laughs) Yeah. You know, even even a hard trip is, you know, a learning experience.
0: They're the best learning experiences. They're the hardest. They suck. (laughs) But...
1: Uh, Outside of my first two, certainly all my ayahuasca experiences, I would categorize more as kind of a uh, a hard trip. You know, yeah. there was no uh, no um, I don't know. I've seen people no who have euphoria positive euphoria. The, they're in the forest, and there's happy animals, and they're all that, van- and everything's wonderful. <laughs> it's like i certainly haven't had one of those yet.
0: Yeah, but aren't you
1: excited for it? Oh, absolutely. Like a, I'd like, I'd like to think when you get to that point, you've actually worked through a lot of your, your deeper, you know, uh, traumas, and maybe you you're getting to a point where you can start even, evolving, maybe even more. You know. Well, yeah, I so think when you're maybe not as much healing past traumas. You get to move into the elevator evolution of your future yeah
0: yeah that's what i was gonna say where uh you're sort of done getting yourself back on par with where you should be and then it's you know off to the races you're ready to learn more and like you said evolve
1: yeah definitely i'm really excited i'm excited in the upsurge of interest certainly in psychedelics and over the last year there's so much more of a movement in that direction, a lot of, you know, natural healing. I saw a lot of movement, and then we're struck with the COVID situation, and all of a sudden it's, you know, stay indoors, stay out of the sun. Yeah, all these things up. that
0: stagnate no our room. energy.
1: Right. Um, use Lysol on everything, all over everything. No you human know?
0: contact. It's like it's just desensitizing us to
1: life. Right. And I found it very coincidental that it just happened to happen while we were seeing such an upsurge in natural and plant medicines, you know.
0: Yeah, it's exciting.
1: Mm hmm Well, if we can get back to that. Get back to that surge once we can get past this.
0: Yeah. I, I we definitely will. I feel like this'll sort of blow over and personally I think it's blown out of proportion. Um I'm glad that there's measures being put up to, you know, stop the transfer and everything, but we're we're humans. We need to like be around each other and like can you imagine a future where We aren't, you know, where like you can't. I'm not a big bar person, but like for people to not be able to go to a a bar or a football game or a comedy show or Or whatever or the beach,
1: beach. right?
0: Like it's just right
1: now here for the fourth of July weekend where I'm at, they have um suggested, I I believe in California, they've suggested um. They not even having extended family gatherings.
0: Oh, you know? they're back so to if that. You're gonna,
1: if you're gonna have a Fourth of July celebration, you have it with the people you live with. You can't, you know, invite your next door neighbors, you can't have your parents come over, you know. And uh, so I certainly can't imagine a society like that. I can't imagine a society where kids have to wear masks in school all day.
0: You yeah, know. <laughs> it's just
1: there's a million viruses around us all the time you know it's they are part of us yeah you I, know? I feel it's like it's going to be
0: super detrimental to our bodies because it's going to teach us to or we're going to raise a generation that only lives within a purified bubble and then if that bubble ever gets infected or they step outside of that bubble then we're fucked
1: right You and know, all of a it's sudden, like going to a new planet right I've kind of felt like that in some second wave. I thought, well, if you have everybody living inside and purifying everything and being crazily squeaky clean, well the moment people just start going outside again, you're certainly going to get sniffles, you're going to get cuz all of a sudden your body's got to reacclimate to the actual mm-hmm. world and not this, you know, crazy sterile um uh landscape that you have inside your home.
0: Yeah, we're like, we're built for this. Exactly. And I'm
1: not, I'm certainly not saying it's not a thing, and certainly people are dying. Mm -hmm. But on the the other hand, do we have kind of sick people in the United States? We kind of do. And so when it looks like we have, you know, a million more cases, well, maybe because a lot of people eat a real shitty diet and they don't take care of themselves and so you have, we have a lot of people with kind of underlying um, underlying issues, you know, maybe not a strong immune system. Yeah. So I would really like to see a little more chat in the news about building up your immune system, about being healthy, because that's certainly something we did not see here, you know, um, for the first uh, couple few months. There were not people on TV 24-7 going, okay, you all, stop eating uh, french fries and drinking soda. Yeah, you right. Get some greens, you know. I haven't you seen a have single thing fries. about that. <laughs> so I kind of feel like if we really cared, if they, quote unquote they, really cared about our general health, we would have been maybe promoting healthier lifestyles while we were uh, not going to work. And...
0: Yeah, because we're just creating the environment for all this all these viruses and like cancer and bacteria it's just we're creating a cesspool for it to grow in yeah just like rotting bodies of gross processed foods and and laziness and alcohol and you know it just Mm. we're we're doing it to ourselves and then we're I don't know blaming it on other on, on external sources really. Right. I think personally. I think. Absolutely. Like I, I haven't heard anything other than outside of the mainstream uh, news saying anything about vitamin D. Or your yeah. immunity for for that matter. Like usually right. it's cover your face, wash your hands. Social distance. It says nothing about it would... improving your diet or um, anything to that standard, going outside and like being in the sun for a bit,
1: right? And if you're sheltered at home, and there are some really ridiculous things. I so certainly for a time there were some articles going around about, well, even if you're inside, you should be wearing sunscreen, you know, you could get just sun coming in your window is enough. And I'm like, wow, wow how, are did you we, me?
0: how did you survive for <laughs> this long without sunscreen? Like, are you kidding? Inside to Jesus, how
1: crazy was that, oh my gosh, yeah, and certainly, let's say around let's say in April, I believe there were certainly doctors that um in smaller practices that were talking up you know vitamin c therapies this and and possibly in other countries, um and that was immediately squashed, you know here, what vitamin c what you know. <laughs> yeah, that's so, not a pill.
0: <laughs> we can't sell that.
1: And then you know they, and there's just I think if you look outside the mainstream, I mean there seems to be a lot of promise. And certainly even though our cases are going up right now, certainly seems like our death rate is not going up. Well, and the,
0: it seems like the that death rate is. Uh, so
1: suspected. Suspected. Suspect. Death. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like underlying other things causing right. those, but I mean, who am I to like? I don't know, but it just seems like, uh, from what I've read, that's very obvious. <laughs> I guess
1: it seems like it would be obvious.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's...
1: But it, but it doesn't seem obvious to everyone, but it certainly seems obvious to me. Yeah, and if you can go out, if you can go out in your yard, see that's even the thing. Well, stay inside. Well, why? Yeah, because, that's because your house is is somehow not allowing outside air in, so yeah. all the viruses are going to stop at your door, your window, and they're never going to make it inside. Or well, why can't you be outside in your yard? Yeah. Why didn't they say, well, you know, don't don't go out to stores if you don't have to, but certainly, hey, get outside if you have a backyard, if you can get out there, <laughs> get some sun.
0: Yeah, definitely. Don't go. Yeah, don't go rushing to, um, like, a historical site or some national park or something to be with, like, a bunch of people who also have the time off. Just, like, get outside in your own personal, like, still social distance, but, like, do it outside. Yeah. I feel like um, my conspiracy theory mind um, sort of goes to that they want to scare you so and like put you in a situation where you're you have nothing to do but be on your phone or be on your computer and seeing all this news just constantly being shoved down your throat and all this like you know just negativity it's just it seems like we're being funneled into this just pool of negativity
1: negativity and, and fear-based everything
0: and stagnancy no, and laziness and it just i i feel like we're being shepherded, you know. Like it legit, feels like we're we're sheep being herded.
1: I really think you're you're correct, and um, and certainly um, I'm no stranger to conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> so I I certainly have a hard time um, coalescing things that they've said with what I know about how bodies work and how we work. Emotionally, and um, the separation. I do think, and obviously, we've seen you know suicides gone up, child abuse, spousal abuse. You know, so I I feel like there are certainly a lot of dangers involved in in locking people down. I I don't really feel like it's it's beneficial. Oh. I, and certainly, certainly, we see cases. Here in this country, where um, people who were tested positive for COVID were um, funneled into nursing homes when they knew yeah, I heard that people in nursing homes were the most vulnerable people. Well, what was that about? Yeah, you know, I mean, I can't even wrap my head around that. And that's not just one instance. There seem to be um, many instances of that. Yeah. So. I- so again, suspect, you know. I find Old it suspect. I find it odd
0: that we're sort of as as bad as it sounds and I, like I I respect the older generation and all that sort of stuff and I love them all and I hope we all like keep that generation, but it's it's sort of odd to me that we're sacrificing our youngest generation that doesn't seem to be affected by this virus for the older people who you know like the the average rate of death for covid is like higher than the average rate of death in general um so it's just it's just odd that we're sort of like giving up the lives and the the um possibilities of these kids for sort of the people that are on the the later ends of their lives you know
1: right although but i
0: i don't mean to be um insensitive to like the old people saying like oh we should just (laughs) you know um sacrifice them i don't mean that by any means but i think like more so the social distancing measures and like the hardcore more so quarantine should be happening within those old like retirement facilities and you know and anything to do with that rather than just in general all the healthy people have to stay at home too
1: right Right. All. I agree, but, but it seemed like on one hand, they were not allowing family members to come in and visit people in nursing homes, but you're actively taking in positive COVID patients into nursing homes. Yeah. I I, I don't know. It seems... <laughs>
0: so again... how did that work? Like the, the residents of the nursing home would have tested positive and then they're welcomed back into the facility?
1: Yeah. No. Or it seems, and I will have to, I can send you an article, I was just kind of perused part of an article about it this morning, and it was more like nursing homes were being offered extra money if they would take these COVID patients in. The COVID patients were not from that nursing home, they were, you know, transported in. And certainly there was a nurse um, who was from Florida? Who went up to New York City? Who, you know, had videos out about um, um, them bringing people who were not yet, who maybe had been tested tested for COVID, but had not had a response because they did a four or five day test. But for those four or five days, they would be put in the on the same floor as people who were positive. And these tended to be people on um, more on Medicare, poor people. And so there's that nurse saw a big difference in the private hospital she worked at in Florida. And then she went to New York when they needed people. She went up there to help them out, and it was a public hospital. And certainly she saw a big difference in how people were being treated, and certainly a big difference in the death rate. So, so there's a I think there's a for whole the lot to for the worse for the general hospital. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. worse in the in the public hospital situation. I'll send you um, some videos. Yeah, I definitely. A, but she was shocked enough that she went and got a little uh, a little recorder so she could record conversations with other nurses and doctors about what she saw happening. So it's very interesting. In a very negative way.
0: I'm I'm so. interested in the light and sound healing. Yeah. Um, like, are you into cymatics at all?
1: Um, I've gone to um a couple of just kind of group um, sound bathing um. Uh, events. Okay. Smaller groups. What's I've that like? What, like there, I don't know
0: what you mean by that.
1: Um, there are people who were playing different instruments and their instruments to guide your body in a kind of a relaxation and a healing way. Okay. There's a gentleman in Encinitas in Southern California who has and I, would, I have not seen him, I've been to a talk that he gave um, he was had been invited to um, Stanford to give a talk on um, healing music, healing, and so he was kind of practicing his talk <laughs> before he went. And he has built like um, a building that's kind of like a huge Faraday cage. So when you go in, there there are no other, there's no magnetic energy, there's no other energy and and he does sound healing in that. And I always thought that would be very interesting. And um, and I just learned about him last year. I just haven't had a chance to really look him up and go check it out. But he suggests um, that he's had a lot of uh, positive experiences working with people even after just one or two sessions that people really turning around health issues or emotional issues, so I, I think it's very positive. Now he does just sound; he doesn't do the light healing. Okay. But I'm I'm aware of that. I have not um, used it myself, but
0: yeah, I like the. It,
1: it is very interesting.
0: <laughs> I like the idea of like yeah the sound just like I. I got, Holly, my my girlfriend, uh one of those. I can't remember what they're called, like the, singing bowls. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like one of those little mallets, and you just ring it around the sides, and it puts out whatever tone. Um, I found that very helpful for my ear. Like yeah. I'll ring it, and then I'll sort of hold it up. It's it's hard to do myself. It helps a lot more when when Holly does it for me. Then I'm able to like relax my body, you know, and then just feel the vibrations rather than trying to hold it up to my ear and spin it, and you know, right. I'm not in it as much. Right. But yeah, it definitely allows things to be pulled apart, almost like you're running water over something, you know? And um, from what I've read on the interwebs, um, our bodies resonate between 5 and 10 megahertz, I believe. And the Earth is from between... or And then the Earth is like point seven eight or seven point something um, megahertz so um we sort of resonate at the same frequency give or take you know fluctuates a little bit um so if, if we can sort of figure out how that all works better and um use that you know maybe it's as simple as finding our, our exact um, resonation or whatever. I'm not sure exactly what word to use for that, but what we like resonate at and then using some sort of um, sound waves to sort of vibrate apart those um, stagnant like cancer cells maybe or uh, just stuff like that. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Um, Absolutely. I,
0: I, I don't know. I, I just have a lot of hope for that that it sort of will just like vibrate it loose and then allow for it to sort of for your body to sort of get a grip on it and sort of get underneath it and start healing it whereas otherwise you're sort of like i don't know it's stuck there and you can't get underneath it it's just right. so it just needs that little little lip to be able to grab And I feel like the, the vibration would help sort of because it's stagnant compared to like your body constantly like vibrating and being alive. So I feel like if it just, you get that resonation, right, then it'll pull it all apart and you're back to healing. But what do I know? I'm just a goofy,
1: (laughs) goofy tripper, you know? Well, we're all trying to, we're all trying to figure it out. Yeah. I, I like to think that, um, I like the idea of using natural things that um, are less caustic to the body first. You know, working with gentle, gentle modalities, and you know, well, you're trying to becoming, heal. becoming less gentle as time goes on, if you have to, you know, if you have to be more aggressive in your treatment of something. Yeah. You know, but I think that it's good to. Um, to investigate all of these avenues and um, and sound healing uh, seems to have a lot behind it, you know, it has a lot of science behind it.
0: yeah, definitely. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> What's the closest city
1: are you to? I live in Saskatoon. Oh, that is the actual city, not the province.
0: no, uh, the, the province is Saskatchewan. Okay, see, and that's what I got stuck on there.
1: Okay, no, no is, worries. Is that the is that the capital?
0: No, that's Regina. It's like two ah. hours south of us. But we're we're bigger than the capital. It's just they. I don't I don't know why that's the capital. First one, probably. I don't know.
1: <laughs> but, no, I was just kind of just curious of the size of your city and what what kind of um, opportunities there were there for other kind of um, holistic healing well it, it seems that
0: that mentality is over the past few years sort of flooding in um yeah. it's a very uh conservative um area but it seems like there's lots of yeah people coming in with more of the um natural healing mentality thankfully okay. like I, I like that we're sort of open to that more now and and at the very least open to discussing it you know it's not just like a oh stupid vegans you know <laughs> like it always right. seems to be <laughs> for whatever reason it always seems to be like people picking on people who are trying to do better for themselves you know, I know right it's weird
1: it, it is weird you see that a lot um even in facebook groups you know when people will ask a question about something and and they'll get some ridiculous answer like they were an idiot for asking the question. Yeah. Now if it's real real basic, first of all, I do think you should do a a little research. I mean, I don't know if it's the best idea to go into a psychedelic group and go, hey, so tell me, what do mushrooms do? Yeah. I kind of feel like, well, you should maybe (laughs) read some books. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and then come in, you know, with a little bit more information but there are times that people will ask questions and people will just shit on them. Yeah. You know, when, when they obviously they've done some reading, but they're confused about something or they just need more help in one area.
0: Well, that happened here um, a couple days ago and it actually bothered me quite a bit. Um, just cause it sort of goes against what I started this podcast for in a way. Um, yeah. this guy posted on one of the groups, I think it was acid paradise. Um, inquiring about any experiences with tripping while pregnant and he was just he was asking about it he wasn't like condoning it or anything like that he was just like curious on the effects of it or like the outcomes or he was just curious and asking about it and all of a sudden it was just like oh you shouldn't have kids like don't procreate like that. it's you saw I that, saw
1: that saw how did that, that make, make you, you feel like I thought... Well, there there are people who obviously I I kind of felt had not researched psychedelics a little bit more themselves and they were just being very judgy. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. Because certainly certainly if you and I'm I'm neither here on there, here or there on that. Right now, I haven't given it quite enough thought. And I think the question was even about microdosing, right? Well, yeah, it what, some, I saw, what, what I saw was amazing. about microdosing, and I feel like microdosing, I kind of feel like that's probably okay to me in my book, maybe a little bit depending on where you're at in your pregnancy. Yeah. Um, I did not respond either way because I didn't feel like I have a strong enough um, opinion, like do I have a good reason to... Well, I feel
0: it? like right now, that's all it is, is opinion. There's there's no facts saying that and some, this is and detrimental.
1: Some, right. And certainly, there were people who pointed out that there are groups in South America who certainly um, use ayahuasca while they're pregnant. And they feed to the
0: kids, babies, right? Their Newborns.
1: children. Right. So... So, that is a thing, and I was already familiar with that. I think so, that's why
0: it struck me so I don't know it like sort of I felt it on my core of just like, why are you guys judging this thing that we don't really know about? yeah, like right off the <laughs> bat, and like judging this guy for asking a question like that just like I started to respond, and then my phone died, and then I sort of <laughs> didn't, but it just
1: i just like, I agreed with the person who had already pointed out, you know. Um, I think about Peruvians and how they used it. And I said well I'll agree with that and then I've, I've got to move on because because hmm. I did feel I felt bad for the person who asked the question because there you go instead of having an adult conversation you know because they didn't say oh I just gave five grams <laughs> you know in total darkness to my three-year-old <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, or like
0: is... I'm pregnant and I want, <laughs> I want to a try doing I, I, I LSD do for the first time. It's like, <laughs> exactly. that's not what it was.
1: It wasn't. And so, yeah, I thought, um, yeah, I just, same thing. I thought, why are, why are we being so judgy? Why can't we even have these conversations? Yeah, you know? like that's
0: what the groups are for, I thought.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then sometimes I wonder, are those real people, or are those just kind of like troll people who seem to be everywhere? no matter what group, no matter what, there'll yeah. always be somebody going, oh, no, that's the stupidest thing. You're an idiot for that. Blah, 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 blah.
0: Perhaps the recre- more I- recreational users, I would assume. Because in... like, once you sort of have that spiritual sort of like an entity kicking in the ass, it sort of shifts that. And it I don't know, for me, it just like as soon as I did have one of those um, experiences, it totally changed why I even do this.
1: You know, like I,
0: I don't trip for fun. It is fun, but I trip to like heal myself. Right. And I feel like uh, when you're in that mindset, then sort of the possibilities of what can be healed, is huge. Absolutely. You know, like hearing you battle cancer with plant medicine—that's amazing. And like hearing about PTSD and depression and. Anxiety and addiction and just all this stuff. It's like, who are you to tell me where the limit is? <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, at this <laughs> point, anyway.
1: At this point, why why are we not already <laughs> having people utilize this? Can you just imagine? Yeah. You know the feeling that could take place if we all of a sudden decided. You know what? We're going to legalize this. <sighs> if
0: we're, the war on drugs didn't happen.
1: Place, oh, yeah.
0: My God. Don't,
1: me, don't even get me started on that. I really would be decades, decades people. ahead. Decades ahead. You know, and that was kind of really, again, it's all about controlling people. Yeah. You know, governments want to have control. Corporations, which are now almost de facto governments, it seems, want to have control.
0: Well, yeah. Know? We like to think that, I don't know, that we have control, you know, as a capitalism society like we're we're in control of our future and everything um and that i don't know it the power is within like the people at the top right and it's personally i'd rather that be some sort of stable government than you know a government that is looking out for the whole of everybody compared to a handful of corporations that are only looking out for themselves right like i I understand that you know that's scarier in a sense of like us giving up but it's not even us giving up our freedoms you know like it's it's those select few corporations that would be handing their power to the government you know whereas i feel like they have sort of the strings on the government for elections and Absolutely. It's just weird. It's just weird how the I think
1: if you get money out of politics you're you're not gonna have a political system that really is for the that Great. supports everybody. You yeah, know, that the is greater really, good. Yeah. And I think you have to be careful, I don't even that greater good means different things to different people. Yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> you know
1: what it means? So yeah, yeah. Greater good. Yeah. <laughs> greater good. <laughs> it's like we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. You know? You're either with anybody. us or you're
0: against us.
1: Anybody mm-hmm. who's lived in the United States that had a TV, and my parents, you know, they have cable, but they just watch mostly network TV, and that's just what they had a lot of news. And the amount of times I've heard we're all in this together, it's mind-numbing. You know, it's, cult, it's cult-like. its cult Yeah. I mean, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. It's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> we're completely in this together. <laughs> a lot of people are losing their jobs and a few people are making billions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Are they we don't... really
1: all in this together? <laughs>
0: yeah, it seems like a slogan.
1: Yeah. Because
0: you know, we're, uh, we're definitely it's not.
1: Propaganda. Propaganda to kind of get people to go, you know, in the same direction. Yeah. Keep you us know? fighting amongst now, each other. And... You no, know, the mask versus not masks, mm-hmm. you know, that's crazy, you know, it's it's so divisive. Yeah. You know? Or with our racism issues, you know, it's like, you know, I've, We we all as humans have so much more in common than we don't have in common, it just seems like the spotlight is more always on what we don't have in common yeah you know and so it just is makes it a very stressful environment you know for people to live
0: yeah i often wonder what i would be like if i were born somewhere else you know being a product of the environment and like what my mentality would be like having um different experiences and i guess that's what the difference in all of us is right is where you're born, and what happens from me opening your eyes, or even before that, what happens during birth? If there's a traumatic event at birth, that'll shape you and for even, the rest of your life,
1: and even pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, definitely. What, what if your mom? What, what what were her emotions? What were her experiences? And know? who
0: knows? Maybe it even tra- like goes further than that, and to the dad. Yeah,
1: they say to the dad, and actually, the inside supposedly. I say supposedly. But, once again, you know, I'm not a professional in, in this study, but um, I've read a lot about ancestral trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, it can take seven generations to work out ancestral trauma that you can get through your family line. Well, And that's another cool, fascinating <laughs> discussion.
0: Yeah, I feel like that stuff is passed down um, because... We're constantly evolving, right? So our learning experiences would sort of be, in my mind, um, sort of coded into your DNA. And then when you um, have a child, that DNA would like, you know, transfer over and then they would be growing off that Uh, sort of like taking a clipping from a plant and then replanting it where that plant would have the uh, the core, basically, of that other plant, right? Because like, it grew off of it.
1: Um, right, like you, like grafting a, a yeah. piece onto a, a larger plant. So now that piece, it, it had its own thing going on. Now you grafted it onto this bigger plant that already had its own things, and then they kind of, you know, grow together at that point. Are you familiar with Bruce Lipton? I am not. All right. I'll send you some stuff on him if, and he <laughs> I'm works excited to do this, this reading.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have
1: a I have a lot of free time. Um, I don't really have a lot of free time, kind of, but I mean just in my research of things, I really, you know, once I decided that I was gonna treat this naturally, I really felt like I had to get a lot of information. Yeah, definitely. So I really spent my first few years. <laughs> um you know, just reading, watching videos, you know, just gaining information, but um, he works in the field of epigenetics, which is kind of above genetics, and um, uh, a main theme would be, let's say, just because you were born with the BRCA gene that can cause breast cancer, there are women now. Um, who are simply having their breasts removed because they have that gene mm. and they don't want to get breast cancer at some time in the future, and they're sure that they're going to get it because they have this gene, so they just have their breasts removed so they don't have to deal with that. His point is that we are we can rise above our genetics
0: yeah and
1: and just because you were born with that does not. Automatically mean that you're going to get breast cancer. That's just a a loose example.
0: Yeah, but I feel like very, that's very fascinating. Yeah, I feel like that's just a poor way of dealing with it. Oh, let's just cut it off. Right. You know, instead of like, well, what could we, like, is there any research we could do into the process between here and then? Right. You know. Like, why isn't that a thing? Maybe it is, but...
1: (laughs) Exactly. But, in fact, I'm pretty sure Angelina Jolie had that done. Pretty sure. And certainly, um, he has, as does Joe Dispenza, I'll simply send you videos, because they both have lots of videos on YouTube. Okay. And um, I I find it... uh, very interesting and I think it goes back to the power of your mind and yeah. the, as you said you're locked down, you're more on your phone, you're on your TV, you're on your computer well I think a lot of people might ha- end up using their minds less. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then get into this passive flow of oh god I just gotta kill time you know, can't go to my job, whatever yeah but then it kind of trains you and kind of gets you addicted more to more of that, yeah it's... and I think that it's really important that we take those steps back, you know away from electronics, away from outside entertainment, you know, and spend time working on ourselves, yeah working on our minds and our mental health you know
0: it really it's starting to bug me that um there's this Want to have, to be out of these bodies and sort of be in like mechanical things or like enhancing your body to the move towards transhumanism. Yeah, and we don't even know our bodies yet. Like I can I can get behind that as soon as we know everything there is to know about our bodies, but we don't. You know, we don't know if. I don't know, like, if you have your head buried in your phone, you're just desensitizing you to everything, you know? Like, your senses aren't working properly. You're not, like, going out and seeing the world how it is and experiencing it. You know, it's just fed to you through this stupid wireless phone. Right. I don't know, I just... I feel like we need to get more in tune with our bodies and understand it better before we're moving into these advancements.
1: Right. Yeah, it certainly seems to be moving in that direction.
0: Well, like you what? said, just like, well, cut it off. It's like, what, why? Yeah, we why don't want to figure that.
1: it out. Right. Just like appendixes or tonsils, you mm-hmm.
0: know,
1: it used to be certainly. Um, so many children just, it was an automatically tonsils are going to be removed. Yeah. We're them, We're taking them out, taking them out. Um, because they said, Oh, those don't do anything. And it look it looks like they can get infected. And so let's just get rid of them.
0: Mine did. I had bad tonsillitis as a kid and I had a couple seizures Mm -hmm. because of the fevers that came from it. Well, me too. But I mean, to just take, every baby that is born and just remove their tonsils. I don't know. That seems right. weird. It like, seems let evolution do that. If we don't need it, it just let...
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that maybe we should figure out a little bit more of what's causing so much tonsillitis.
0: hmm
1: You know? It's kind of like the way I look at cancer. To me, the tumor is more of a symptom. You know? People Mm. seem to focus on that. Well, let's get rid of that. Well, that was caused by something, you know? So it doesn't seem like we spend a lot of time um, in Western medicine looking at the cause. You know, why does the disease happen? Yeah. If we just cure a symptom, well, symptoms just come back. If you don't actually work on that the original issue so same with tonsils you know it's like if if they're getting infected a lot well we've lived this long mm-hmm. you know we haven't been dying from tonsillitis since we were cave people you know <laughs> yeah and
0: I think the so, appendix thing is like that was used to process raw meat wasn't it
1: I believe it, it, it is something. I think it, it it produces bile I think is that I would have to look it up but I do think it's
0: um okay yeah I just thought I thought that it had something to do with that but
1: who knows I think you're right well and stomach vials for digestion yeah
0: well because like we did go from I, I assume eating raw meat to like cooking our food and then like now we're you know everything's cooked and everything's prepared so, like, the fact that if we did have an organ that processed raw food, raw meat, then going from eating raw meat to not eating raw meat, then that organ doesn't really have a a purpose. But let evolution take that out of us. Don't, like, start just chopping it out of everybody.
1: Right. Although, all right, so bile is produced in your liver and stored in your gallbladder. So I may have been thinking of gallbladders. Okay. Is but yeah, and it didn't. This is, oh, it does say that um, bile is essential for digesting fats. Okay. And for eliminating uh, worn out red blood cells and certain toxins. Huh. But, but yeah, certainly if your diet is changing from raw meat, you know, to cooked meat although it seems like we've probably been cooking meat for an awfully long time. I mean, I, the, I I assume nature, so, but nature would have just kind of dropped that off by now. Yeah. Of course, this this question has made me uh curious as to uh the uh appendix again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, that's just something but, that I had heard that. and I I don't know if it really has any scientific backing, but
1: right. Oh, I have a very curious mind. I'm always... I'm looking stuff up all the time. (laughs) Yeah,
0: well, there's... We're on a rock, floating through space.
1: Right.
0: Like, there's endless possibilities. (laughs) Today has never happened before. That's what I like to think about. Like, who is anybody to say what's going to happen next? Other than people that are pulling the strings, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But... But even them, you know, like who knows when those strings are going to snap. Exactly. Fingers crossed.
1: I know. <laughs> we'll see. Fingers crossed that we make it through that snap.
0: Yeah, you bet. Oh, we will. We're resilient bastards. We'll we are. <laughs> they are little cockroaches. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I better get going and back down to check my parents. Check All right.
0: Them. Well, give them Give them a high for me. Yeah, I, uh, oh, I, I thank you so much for being on here. That was that was great. Thanks for sharing we'll everything. You. Thank you. That was that was amazing.
1: Well, it was nice chatting. Yeah, that's fun. You know, so often it's funny um, when you. I have found in connecting with people on Facebook, almost a hundred percent of the time, the only reason anyone really ever wants to connect is um, to sell you something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it was nice to connect with someone, um, just to, uh, just for sharing information, you
0: know,
1: and chatting. Well,
0: yeah. That was very nice. yeah, like it. It's just it's important for someone like you who's doing amazing work to share your experiences, you know. Like there's, otherwise we wouldn't know. I wouldn't know,
1: and exactly. I
0: just I just want to share it. That's all I'm here to have a conversation well, and share it.
1: And I I love that, I, and I have found over the last few years, you know, a lot um, a lot more natural healing groups are popping up. And you know, um, although we're coming into a time of maybe a lot of um, internet censorship, which isn't great,
0: as is you say. Yeah. Again, we
1: see this kind of explosion of information, but if it doesn't seem to toe the line, you know. <laughs> then we just want to silence it. So I do think it's important for independent people to be out sharing information. Definitely. Yeah,
0: and independent is the big thing because when you have just an echo chamber of um, information, then you don't have those questions.
1: Exactly. And that's scary. Right. All right. Well, you have a very good day.
0: Yeah, thanks. You too.
1: And I'll send you the... I'll send you some interesting information
0: yeah sounds good and i'll I'll send you a link when i get this all edited and uploaded and excellent yeah thank you very much all right take care all right you too bye that will conclude the conversation with Catherine kelly make sure to subscribe to two temples so you don't miss the next conversation with gerardo the author of taking back my mind my journey out of depression with psilocybin mushrooms if you have a comment or anything you'd like to share on the podcast, email me at twotemplespodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. The best way to support Two Temples is by sharing the podcast
1: with your friends and on social media. Thanks again to Catherine for sharing, and thank you for listening. Ciao for now.